When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Lauren, I am truly sorry. What for? For the fact that I've chosen a mental challenge for this week's practice and we all know that they are often not your favourite. So, I'm very sorry, but this week we are learning how to give a heartfelt apology. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon, and this is Self Care Club. A heartfelt apology can be a way to show another person understanding and respect for something you may have done that hurt or offended them. This, in turn, will deepen that relationship and perhaps many of your relationships because, as we know at Self Care Club, relationships and people are integral to your well being. The two little words, I'm sorry, can be very powerful. But why do we find it so hard to say them? Well, the truth is, people in general don't like to think of themselves as being in the wrong. In fact, it could be one of the hardest things to admit to ourselves and therefore even harder to admit to another person, let alone apologise for it. So what is a heartfelt apology? How do you do it and why is it important? These are the things we are talking about this week. Yes, we are. It's kind of icky. and It's it's, a bit uncomfortable. It's difficult and it's brave and it's... It's that. It's that noise. It's all of those things. I've got clammy hands. Yeah. I think it's going to be very revealing. We're going to have to look at stuff we don't want to look at. It could get ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Let, yeah. Let's talk about the benefits first. Let's start nicely. Okay. So you can think of it, if you like, in terms of three gifts. Nice. So firstly, a heartfelt apology is a gift to the other person that you have hurt. It can release them from obsessing over your argument and from being bitter. It allows them to feel safe and comfortable again in the relationship because it validates their sense of reality, which is you've hurt me and you've recognised that. Mm, That's nice. The second gift, it's a gift to yourself. It might not feel like that because apologising can make you feel very vulnerable and you might be fearful that it won't be accepted or that the apology is going to cause more discussion or more anger or you might worry that it's going to be used against you. But it is the greatest gift to yourself because in the long term, you're going to grow in maturity and self-worth and it is the very basis of self-esteem and self-respect. You are going to be more respected for it and you will grow in integrity. 
Why is it the basis of self-esteem and self-respect? Because I think if you can kind of go there and apologise to someone else, it's really good for your self-worth and your self-respect. I think it's good to acknowledge that, to acknowledge your mistake, to own it, to stand up to it. It is good. I see, obviously, the benefit of all of it. Yeah. But I just didn't think... I don't know. Let's read on. Okay. The third gift is it's a gift to the relationship between you and the other person because the relationship can't function unless you trust that you can heal the disconnection when you mess up and your intimacy depends on it. Yes. And I think that with certain people, it's difficult to speak up to things because it's not going to be taken well. Yeah. And I think that's a really important part of a very connected relationship. Like, can we, is there enough trust between the two of us that I can tell you that you've upset me and that you will take accountability for it? Yes. That's a very big thing. Yeah. And it's very rare. Agreed. And then if they're not going to take accountability for it or you fear that they're just going to fly off the handle Mm. and throw blame back, it that really dents Mm. something, Mm. doesn't it? Yeah. As always. We do like to give a balanced view at the self-care club. So let's focus a little bit on the negative consequences of a bad apology. Mm. At its best, there is a subtle undercurrent of something wrong and icky flowing flowing between you and the other person, which we were just saying. And if you are empathic, you will feel strongly in your body and in your psyche. Your relationships suffer, as we just said. The people who love you and are connected to you both also suffer. It affects and damages formative, one-off life events like weddings and funerals. People can cut off permanently from one another. That is really... I mean, there's no worse cost than that, is there? No, there there isn't. Losing people that you love. Your favourite person, Glennon. Glennon Doyle. What does she say? You love... She says... Well, I think you love her too, I secretly. Don't. I think you I do. I don't love her. Then why are you quoting her? You love her. her. Why are you quoting because her? Because she actually has something quite good to say about this. <laughs> she says a lot of good stuff. She says, one quick thing that we can do to make the world better is take the if out of our apologies. It's not, I'm sorry if I hurt you. It's, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Little change, big difference. Amazing. Another thing that people often say, which is not an apology, is... I'm sorry that you feel that way. Oh, I hate that. Okay. It puts, oh, yeah. I hate that. It puts all the responsibility onto the wronged party and it's very dismissive and it's very non-specific. Well, it's also, I'm sorry about how you feel. Yeah. And I've got a, an answer to that. Which it's is? Like, you, don't ha- you don't get to apologise for how I feel. That's how I feel. Yeah. You get to apologise for what it is you did. Yeah, that There's made a, me feel like that. Like, let's separate out the two. How I feel is one thing. Mm. That's mine mm. and that's my prerogative. Mm-hmm. And what you did is a completely separate issue. Mm. So please don't apologise for both. That is, that is, that is, so that is a bad apology. That is, bad. A, it's not even an apology. It's so bad. Yeah. Let's get into the meat of it. Yeah. What is a heartfelt or a true Apologies. Yes. What does it look like? Yes. Well, according to psychologist Harriet Lerner, author of Why Won't You Apologize? Also, massive girl crush on this woman. Her work is incredible. Yeah. If you haven't heard of her, welcome, because we're about to rock your world. She says there is a way to apologize sincerely and it takes education. A true apology does not include the word but, I'm sorry, but automatically cancels out an apology and nearly always introduces a criticism or an excuse. Give me an example, Lauren. I'm really sorry I shouted at you, Nicole, but you weren't listening to me. I mean, that is so rubbish. 
Yeah. That is so rubbish. Yeah. I mean, how many times would we say that to our kids? I, I wouldn't even say sorry for shouting at my kids, to be honest. I say sorry for shouting at my kids all the time. But that's not an apology. No, because I don't say that anymore. Okay. I don't say that anymore. But exactly. But I'm sorry that you, because that's, you made me yeah. behave yeah. in a certain way. It's I behave badly, but it's your fault. Yeah. yeah. It's so manipulative, okay. yeah. isn't it? A true apology keeps the focus on your actions and not on the other person's response. I'm going to repeat that. A true apology keeps the focus on your actions and not on the other person's response. For example, I'm sorry that you felt hurt by what I said at the party last night is not an apology. What could you try instead, Lauren? I'm sorry about what I said at the party last night. It was insensitive and uncalled for. Own your behaviour. Yeah. And apologise for it. Yeah. Just own it. As Lisa Rinna says, own it. Oh, Rinna is all about owning it. But Rinna behaves really badly and then weeks later goes, yeah, I did it and it wasn't great. Which I I respect that because she does own it. But I don't think you can just do whatever you want and say whatever you want and then go, but I always own it and that makes it okay. There was one very interesting scene in well, the Sorry, Real we're talking about Real Housewives again. <laughs> no, because it's very relevant yeah. to what we're talking about. So Lisa Rinna had behaved appallingly last season yeah to one of the cast members to Denise yes but yeah. for the people that don't watch we're it. talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right and so she'd yeah. behaved badly well actually I didn't even think she behaved that badly but that's irrelevant she'd behaved badly to one of the cast members yeah. and the other one of the other cast members who was friendly with Denise Garcelle mm-hmm. was sticking up for yeah. her anyway in the new season mm. Garcelle and Lisa sat down yeah and Garcelle was really pissed off with Rena yeah. for how she'd behaved, right? Mm. And as they and they sat down to talk about mm. it, and as they sat down, mm. Lisa Rinna did something really interesting. And mm. I thought this was also quite manipulative. Mm. She said, I'm so sorry for how I behaved towards Denise. It was completely my fault. I shouldn't have done it. I behaved like an absolute arsehole. I mean, she called, she called herself some awful names. Yeah. And I just shouldn't have done it. And I know that I was wrong. And I know I was an arsehole. And I'm sorry. She disarmed her because she knew what was coming. She knew what that conversation was going to bring up. And rather than sit there and be lectured and told off, she just cut it off by apologising first. So then what Garcelle was sat there feeling a little bit discombobulated. Yeah, of it's course. like, well, hold on a second. You've now, you've basically owned everything. Yeah. I, I've got yeah. nothing else to You won't even let me say it. Yeah. It was very interesting. But at the very, very, very end of the series when they do the reunion, yeah. they all sit in the room together and they called her out on three really nasty things she'd done. Yeah. She went through each one and she went, I'm not proud about that. I think about it every day and I'm really sorry about it and I wish I hadn't done it. And she said it for all three. There's no comeback to that. There isn't, know? but she also does need to stop doing shitty shit. I agree. Right? But if I was Garcelle in that situation, yeah. I would have felt really pissed off. Yeah, because she cut her off at the past. And you're also not allowing someone to speak what's true for them. That's why she said it right at the start. Of, of course she did. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite manipulative. Yeah. So was that a heartfelt apology? I no, think because so. I don't think she meant it. And we're going to come on to that. Okay. A true apology does not need to be overdone. It stays focused on acknowledging the feelings of the hurt party without overshadowing them with your own pain or remorse. True apology doesn't get caught up in who's to blame or who started it. It's th- that's not even there. It's not even in the conversation. Mm. Maybe you're only 22% to blame and maybe the other person provoked you. It can still help to simplify, to simply say, I'm sorry for my part in this. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because if you're apologizing, it's basically you are apologizing for you. 
I feel like we're going back to one of our old acronyms, KISS. Keep it simple and sincere. <laughs> that was one of my faves. She did a dance at the same time, didn't yeah. you? Did a little shoulder shimming. Keep it simple and sincere. Yeah. Mm. And I do think that with apologising, keep it really simple. Mm. Sometimes the words, I'm sorry, mm. is enough. If they are heartfelt. Yeah, but, and if you mean but don't follow up with a whole load of other shit yeah. that's going to take away... It's just sometimes it's, you know what? I am sorry for that. And, and that is a hard thing to do. Very. I don't, I don't know many people that can do that. I can. Of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> a true apology should not serve to silence another person. Well, that's Interesting. What we're just that's, what, about that's a beautiful Renner example. Yeah. I said I'm sorry at least 10 times, so why are you still bringing it up? Nor should an apology be used as a quick way to get yourself out of a difficult conversation or a dispute. Yeah. Rinner is the queen of that. Yeah, she Mm. is. Yeah. She disarms it, it's true. Here's a really uncomfortable one for you, Nicole. Suck this one up. Not all apologies are welcome. Mm. A true apology should not be offered to make you feel better if it risks making the hurt party feel worse. Why would it make the hurt party feel worse? Why would an apology make someone feel worse? Because it depends on how you're apologising and what you're apologising for. And because making amends might be part of your healing process. Mm. But find another way to heal if the other person doesn't want to hear from you. A true apology recognises when sorry is not enough. A serious hurt or a betrayal requires repair work over time to restore trust. I think it's the case if you've truly broken somebody and you're like, I feel like shit, I'm going to apologise. But actually, that's just not enough and that person needs time. I've actually got a great example. Go on. I wasn't, it wasn't broken yeah. and it's a much lighter okay, go on. feel to what yeah. you're pointing to. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, mm. I had nine people over for dinner. Yeah. I had worked all day. My husband had worked all day um, and I then made dinner for everybody mm. and it was absolutely lovely. We mm. had a really lovely mm. evening. My husband had had a very, very stressful week at work. Yeah. Very stressful. And he was kind of decompressing mm. at the dinner and he opened a bottle of wine and I could see that he just needed to socialise mm. and, you know. He did not get up from his chair the entire night to help clear up. Mm. Not, did not put a glass in the dishwasher, did not do a thing. Mm. And then when everybody left, mm-hmm. he went to bed, mm-hmm. right? Normally, you know, there's like half an hour left of washing up to do once everyone goes and clearing up and whatever. Yeah. And I'd also worked all day and I was also yeah. tired and I'd also cooked the meal. And yeah. normally he does, he always helps me yeah. clear up. Anyway, the next morning I was furious. I was really furious. And I thought, just because you're stressed, it doesn't give you an out to, cl- to help me clear up when we both got mm. the guests over. So the next morning he starts talking to me and he could see that I was obviously in a bad mood. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you in such a bad mood? I said, I'm absolutely furious that last night you thought it was acceptable to sit there and not get up and not help me and not do anything. And that's just not on. Mm. And he said, I'm sorry. I actually felt quite insulted because mm. I said, that is not good enough. Mm. I'm sorry is not going to work here. I need to tell you and I need you to hear mm-hmm. why I am so upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. And I will assume he will never, ever, ever 
do that again. God help him if he does. No, but do you know what I mean? Like if Ollie had just said, oh, I'm sorry, after you were so upset with him because it felt really... Sometimes I'm sorry isn't quite enough and sometimes you need to really like say what they've done to upset you and they need to acknowledge it and hear it and apologise for it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wasn't happy with the I'm sorry until he knew exactly (laughs) why I was so annoyed. Yeah, he was just sorry you were annoyed. (laughs) He was sorry, exactly. He was sorry I was annoyed and that was a, going back to the Rinna thing, he just threw it out there so that it... But I think a lot of husbands do that because it, they just don't want to like go into that scary den of, I know she's really cross with me <laughs> and I don't want to enter the lion's den there. So I'm just going to chuck in and I'm sorry and hope that that's like chucking a bone. You know, like you'll lap it up and then we're done with this. Yeah. Because it's too much work. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think a husband-wife, like the marriage thing is is a specific, I'm sorry, episode all on its own. <laughs> we should have done that. We should. Made it a mini-series. So here is how to apologise effectively. James Evans of Venser Coaching, a public speaking coaching agency, says a good apology should generally do three things. Firstly, acknowledge what you've done and the pain you've caused. Secondly, show genuine contrition or remorse. And thirdly, pledge to do better in the future. E.g., Adam could have said to you, I'm really, really sorry for not helping you clear up last night. I can tell it's really upset you and it exhausted you to have to do the cooking and the clearing up. I'm genuinely sorry. Next time people come for dinner, I'm going to absolutely make sure to help you. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. I mean, that's never going to happen, but you know, that would be great, right? <laughs> he does always help. No, he does normally help. No, I mean, that's why that, I'm sort so- of, that sort of heartfelt apology. Oh, right. That's hard to get out of. <laughs> I'm still in what he did. Yeah. 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 Here is our five-step program in how to give a really heartfelt apology. Are you listening? Do you have pen and paper? Pause it and go and grab it. Number one, be authentic. Apologizing is all about acknowledging your wrong and expressing regret for the specific actions you took that hurt the other person. It's tempting to rush into saying sorry to avoid conflict in the heat of the moment, as we just said, but the process should take a degree of introspection on your part. Only say sorry if you really mean it, says life coach and mentor Natalie Trice. If you aren't sorry or don't think it was your fault, it's going to be hard to make any apology feel real and authentic. Plus, if you don't take the time to apologize sincerely, it can risk damaging the relationship even more. Saying a casual sorry could get you into more trouble. Example already spoken about. Yes, exactly. Number two, don't shift the blame. No, 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 no. I just want to highlight that. I think you have. (laughs) Saying something very... No, no, no. Go on, go on, go on. (laughs) I'm not going to be juvenile. Carry on. Saying something very vague like... I'm sorry if you were offended oh, by something that's the I worst said. Thing. Oh, that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing. It's one of the most frustrating apologies that you it's can give. It's so insulting. Yeah. It suggests that the hurt feelings are an overreaction from the other person and that you are not to blame for what happened. So if you want to clear the air, stay away from, I know I upset you, but say sorry because you mean it. Do not add another layer of blame or guilt to the issue. You've got to keep it really simple, as in I'm sorry. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Why is that so difficult for people to step into? I, I'll tell you why. Because people don't want to take responsibility. No. Because they don't want to feel like they're in the wrong. So number three is take responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> Apologising is hard because it means admitting that you were wrong. 
But all of us are wrong at some point. No one's perfect, right? Being specific in your apology, explaining how and why it happened is an important step in reassuring the other person the mistake won't occur again. Taking responsibility is key to making up with someone because it shows them you're acknowledging the mistake you made and taking ownership. Something as simple as, when I said what I did, I wasn't thinking, but I know I've hurt you and I'm sorry, will make it clear that you regret the pain it has caused them. Nice. Number four, find the best solution. In some cases, an apology plus an action might be more effective. If you've broken something, make sure to take the time and effort to replace it. Offering a kind and selfless gesture like sending a bouquet of flowers or giving up your time to help the person could also help to heal the rift. If it's your trust that they broke, really look at what you can do to rebuild it. Don't pester them by asking what you can do. Show it in your actions instead. This might take time and it might need work. Number five, don't expect forgiveness straight away. Getting the relationship back on track might take time and your apology could be rejected. One of the most important parts of an apology is to stand firm in your regret over time. If someone isn't keen to make amends straight away, don't undo all your good healing work by withdrawing the apology in anger. It can be difficult, but don't expect the other person to forgive and forget immediately. Now, that's an interesting one. Are we apologizing because we want to give it to the other person? Yes. Are we apologizing because it's the right thing to do? Yes. Are we apologizing because we're doing it for us as well? Like going back to your gifts in the Mm -hmm. beginning, your Mm -hmm. gifts piece. There's a lot to take on. And it's not always just to make the other person feel better. Sometimes you just need to own up to your shit. Mm-hmm. And take responsibility and apologize for it. Yeah. Because you want to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's the self-esteem and self-worth piece. It's all coming together now. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This week, we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. 
I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple, and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning I ideas into action and when you use our link you're supporting our show notion.com slash self-care club right come on let's take it to an uncomfortable place how are you at saying sorry i think i'm all right yeah i yeah do you think that you give a heartfelt apology yes and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why go on i listened to uh harriet Lerner's book yeah why won't they apologize why won't you apologize why won't you apologise? Why won't you apologise? <laughs> no, why won't you? Why won't you? <laughs> I listened to that book. Yeah. And it was a life-changing book. Now, you don't need to listen to the book because she also does an incredible two-parter podcast with Brene Brown yes. on Unlocking Us. Yes. And she gives the 12-step program in how to give a proper apology and why mm. it's so important. Mm. And it, I'm telling you, it's a life-changing piece of audio. Mm. Life-changing. Mm. So since then... I she educated me in how to give a heartfelt apology and I do really see the power in it. Mm. I had a friend, the one that I always talk about who I fell out with, yeah. who very proudly used to say, I never apologise. Oh, she wore it as a badge of pride. Totally. Interesting. And I just thought that's just an asshole thing to admit because you should be sorry for things because we all mess up, we all make mistakes and you have to own up to it in life. So where do you think your attitude and your capability in being able to give a good apology came from? Do you think that was a learnt thing or do you think it's something like you've mastered in adulthood? It was a totally learnt thing. Okay. In adulthood. Okay. Through this podcast. Yeah. And then onto her book. So would you say previous to that, in your younger years, you weren't a great apologizer? Well, I I read the book a couple of years ago. It's not like it was, you know, it's pretty recent in Mm. my life. And I think before that, I probably would have fallen into the trap of, oh, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Mm. I would have fallen into that kind of trap. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Mm. Not understanding how demeaning that can actually be to somebody. Mm. But since I've listened to that book and that podcast, I understand why it's so important. And it's okay to say sorry. It's okay to admit I'm wrong. Mm. And it feels a lot better than to hold on to the blame or the difficulty that someone else might think I'm in the wrong and I'm not accepting it and I'm not taking responsibility for it. And Mm. all of that noise is really draining. Mm. And it is so much easier, actually, just to own your part. Okay. This is my my last question. They're coming back to you, though, by the way. How are you at accepting apologies? Well, I mean, if we're going on the last example I gave for my husband, obviously not very good. Do you grudge bear? No, absolutely not. And when my kids tell me they're sorry, because this is also in Harriet Lerner's book. When my kids tell me they're sorry, I always say, thank you so much for the apology. Yeah. And what Harriet says, we're now on first term basis, first name basis, what she says is in order to accept the apology, 
let's say, let's say your kid has refused to eat her dinner, mm. for example. And then she comes up to you and you're really frustrated and everything else and she won't eat. And then she wants to eat loads of crisps and everything, all crap after dinner. Let's just say that's a scenario mm. that, you know, there's never happened to me. Happens never. to me like literally every day. So let's say she then comes up to you afterwards and said, look, I'm sorry, I didn't eat my dinner. Mm. If I then say, thank you for your apology, but you do this every night and I'm not doing this anymore and we need to put some boundaries in place. That's not, that's not accepting an apology. No. How to accept an apology is saying, thank you for your apology. Mm. I accept your mm-hmm, apology mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. It's an important part of it's all an of Im- this. Yeah. Yeah. And then after, if there's still something that you need to say, mm. you have to have that discussion at a later date. Separate from them apologizing to you. And you accepting it. Yes. Because again, like the I'm sorry you feel that way, yeah. the thank you for your apology, but, but it's not good enough, yeah. is not accepting and it. And also, I think, especially in the case of children, what it teaches them is there's no point in me apologizing because you don't accept it or I'm still being told off here. Yeah. yeah. And so what that does is stop that child from owning their part. Yeah. Because what's the point in apologizing if their apology isn't heard? Yeah. It's a really important part I of it. I think so. Now, mm. all back at you. How are you at saying sorry? I'm not very good. Okay. Say more. Would you just... Why? I think... I'm never wrong. Firstly, <laughs> I'm never wrong. Um, well, I had to ask my husband because I thought I'm probably not best placed to answer that question for myself because maybe I don't know why I'm not or maybe I won't be truthful about it. So I actually sat him down and said... How do you think you are apologizing? And he was like, I'm pretty good at it. And I said, how do you think? Is he pretty good at it? Yeah, he is. And I said, he is pretty good at it. And he will apologize. And he will apologize fully. And he will actually do all those things of saying what he did wrong, expressing regret for it, saying he'll do better the next time or he'll change it. So yes, he is. But alongside that, he also does that disarming thing. Yeah. But I think is kind of a husband thing. I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. But what the sorry really means is shut up and stop being in a bad mood. Why? So why are you not good with apologising? What, what is the fear okay. for you? I, so I asked my husband, how am I apologising? He said, you're fucking terrible at it. And I said, why am I terrible at it? And he said, because you're really stubborn and because you have this thing that it makes you um, vulnerable weak. and weak. You don't like vulnerability. No. Like you avoid it like the plague. He said, he said, you see apologizing as a sign of weakness. That's what he said but, to me. But now that we've done this week, yeah. do you still see that as a sign of weakness? Obviously, I understand the common sense of, ev- of all our research this week, but that's quite hard to put into place when you've got patterns that have been established. And I think as I asked you, where did my attitude and capability in apologising come from? I think I have parents who don't accept responsibility ever when they're wrong. And I think it's learnt behaviour. It's always rationalised and it's always brushed off. And if it isn't rationalised and brushed off, it's put back on you. Isn't it all learnt behaviour until we try to educate ourselves outside of that? I think I have kind of been indoctrinated, especially with my children, of like, you don't apologise to your children. That's not a thing. I apologise to my children all the time. Since I've listened to this book, not to crack on about the book again, I feel like I'm going to do it. It's like Liz Earle all over again, isn't oh, it, yeah. for a matcha. Yeah. I apologise to my kids all the time because I'm often wrong with them. I often lose my temper. I'm often short with them. And also I want them to learn how to apologise. My eldest is so good at it. 
Mm, she really good. owns her part. Sometimes too much. Yes, my eldest is the same. Sometimes, he will really over-egg the pudding. And you're like, oh, stop whipping yourself with a rope. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, sometimes she'll apologize right. for things that just she's not... <laughs> I forgive you. Yeah. And and that's also, you know, you've got to watch out for that too. That's also... Yeah. that, But that goes into the over-apologizing. Which is a whole other week, which we've done, and you can go back and listen to that. You've got to go back and listen yeah. to that because that is a really important part of this conversation. Mm. So how are you accepting apologies? I really appreciate them. I think because... I'm not really, maybe I have a history of not really being apologised to Aww. for lots of things. And I'm thinking like of so many different scenarios where I feel like an apology has been owed that I have never had. So I think when I have one, I really do appreciate that. But I need it to be able to move on. Lovely. I, th- I think we all do. So yeah, I think... It's I'm, an acknowledgement of what you've been through yeah. and what you've been feeling. I think I'm pretty good at, at accepting apologies. And also, because I live in a house of only men, there is no grudge bearing and there is no sulking. It's just not a factor in our household because it's such a male thing of like, there's a fight, there's a row, and then it's done. And it's done instantly. And there's no hangover. And there's no like, but this morning, me, 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 me. Like, it just doesn't happen. And I think <laughs> I've like picked up on that because I'm so indoctrinated yeah. into this male world yeah, of yeah. like, okay, the apology's done. Move on. But if the apology is done and it's done correctly and it's done in a heartfelt way, you have to move on. Otherwise, you know, unless... No, listen, in a household, it's very, very rare and it would be unless, sad if unless it was something someone, awful. Unless someone has, truly you know, wounded truly you. betrayed yeah. you yeah, and yeah, truly yeah, hurt yeah. you, that is a different That's situation. Separate. But in a household situation where you have to assume it's fairly minor stuff you're yes. talking about, yes. then you are going to accept it and move on. Because what, what's yes. the alternative, you know? Yes. So, yeah, tell us about your week. It's not a long week, but I felt it was quite a poignant thing that happened. So, as I said, I don't make a habit of apologising to my children, firstly, because I don't think I was ever apologised to as a child, ever. And secondly, because I'm not really, I don't really lose my rag that often at my kids, quite rare. And if I do lose my rag, it's normally because it's really deserved. I have reason to. But this week, Josh, my little one, was really upset with me um, because I was late picking him up. So I had thought that his football was a training session, which I know lasts an hour and a half, but it was in fact a friendly match, which only lasts an hour. So I collected him like 25 minutes late and he was sitting there and he was on his own and he was really upset. And he got in the car and I. I could see he was upset and I kind of brushed it off. I was like, oh, for goodness sake, did you really think I would forget you? Of course I'm not going to forget you. Don't be silly. And we went home. Ooh, you just did all of the absolute faux pas of apologising. Don't be silly. He didn't, <gasps> And he didn't even say anything to me. It was just the face. You're late. You were late. You were late. You you forgot me. Oh, don't be so silly. Like I'm going to forget so you. Silly. Like I'm going to forget you. You know, anyway, we came home. He went upstairs to his room. I could have just let it be because he would have got over it by dinner time. Like he really would. But I decided to put our week into motion. Oh, good. And do the practice. <laughs> and I went upstairs and I knocked on his door and I said, Can I speak to you? He didn't really want to speak to me. And I sat down on the bed and I said, You know what, Josh? That was totally my fault. I got the timing wrong and I should have known the correct time. 
I thought it was one thing and it was the other, but I should have known that. And I completely understand why you're upset because you felt like you had been forgotten and you felt like you weren't important. And I'm really sorry. Nice. And I just want you to know that it was a genuine mistake. I would never have done that to you on purpose. And I will make sure in the future that I know whether it's training or whether it's a match and I will always check the correct time. And he just looked at me and he smiled. Like he felt so... Validated. Unacknowledged. Yeah. And like I truly understood... Why he was upset. Yeah. And I said, and will you forgive me? And he said, yes. And that was the end of it. And But he immediately felt better. Like he just felt... It's a gift. It, didn't yeah, you? it was. And didn't you? Yeah, I did because I could see it just in his face how... How much it meant to him. And how he felt understood and heard. And it was really important to him, even though it's a little thing. When you're eight, it's quite a big thing. Well, you you left there for 25 minutes yeah, on your own a, a bit big, scared. It's a big thing. Yeah. So so that was my, my sort of apology for the week. I can't really give you another example because there haven't been any Bruyguses. That's a Yiddish for the week. <laughs> well, I've got two very different scenarios. Oh, I'd love to hear them. For you. Uh, The first one is I apologise to my best friend. Why? It's a bit of a long story, so I'm going to try and cut it. To its nuggets. Yeah. Okay. Something happened in the summer Mm -hmm. with one of my kids Mm -hmm. and I didn't tell her about it. Right. Not because I didn't trust her. I just, I didn't want her to feel responsible in some way. Okay. And I knew she would. Okay. So I didn't tell her. Mm -hmm. Anyway, cut to a few months later. What we're on now and it came up of what had happened in the summer and she didn't know and yeah. it was quite a big thing at the time for yeah. me yeah and she said well how come I didn't know and mm-hmm. I said well I didn't tell you and she said well I, I don't know how to feel it we tell each other everything mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. everything we have a very very close connected mm-hmm. relationship and nothing is out of bounds mm-hmm. with either one of us yeah so she said I don't know how to feel about that I understand why you didn't tell me. I know it was the right thing for you and it was the right thing for your family not to tell me, but I feel really upset about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I get that. And the conversation finished, we were on the phone and that was it. And it really sat with me Mm. for days. Because you had that thing that we said in the research where there is an icky feeling between you. Yeah. Because something's not resolved. Yeah, Yeah. something was unresolved and I knew I'd upset her. Yeah. Anyway... A couple of days later, I called her up and I said, I want to talk to you about something. And she said, what? And I said, you know what we were talking about the other day with what came up in the summer and I didn't tell you? And she said, yes. I said, I really want to apologize for you. And she said, no, 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 no. You don't need to apologize. I understand. I said, I know you understand, but please hear me. Mm. I am sorry that I didn't tell you. Mm -hmm. I am sorry that it had an impact on you. And I understand why it had an impact on you. And if the roles were reversed, I would have felt exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know that it wasn't because I didn't trust you. It was because I handled it really badly. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And she just said, okay. She did say a couple of times, you don't need to apologize. And I said, no, I do Mm. because I've hurt you. Mm. And I, that was never my intention. Mm. So, and I did handle it badly because looking back on it now, of course I could have told her Mm. and I could have said, I don't know how you're going to take this. And I don't want you to feel responsible. Mm. I could have there was a million things I could have done, but I didn't need to keep it from her. Okay. 
And after that, I felt so much better. And she, I think she felt so much better. And again, we were back into our very connected, mm. honest, truthful place again. Mm. And I think by not telling her, she there was a question mark in her mind of, well, what else doesn't she tell me? So I guess even though it's a very small thing, that trust there will just need to be a little bit rebuilt. Okay. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. Because I understand that. Yeah. Then the other thing that came up this week was, uh, now, by the way, I don't think I would have if we weren't practicing this week or I hadn't listened to Harriet Lerner's book. I would never have done that. Okay. I would have taken that ick and yeah. I would have hoped it just went away. Which, it, because you're so close, it probably would have. It would have. And she'd already said to me about 12 times, I, I get it. Yeah. I understand why yeah. you didn't tell me, but it upsets me yeah. that you didn't. Yeah. So she'd already made it okay. Mm. So you know what? It was a powerful moment between mm. the two of us, which I'm pleased has happened. Thank you, Harriet Lerner. Mm. You're a goddess. The other thing that happened is this girl that I had fallen out with, I mean, she is the gift that keeps on giving. She seemed to pop up into my psyche this week because a friend of mine bumped into her mm -hmm. and they got into sort of the ins and outs of why we fell out. Why you and her had fallen out. Yeah. yeah. And obviously her version of events and my version of events are so different. Well, of course. There's um, always his, her version, her version, and then the truth, right? And right. Neither, somewhere, yeah, somewhere somewhere in the between. middle. Yeah. And I've got my truth and she's got hers. Of and let me tell you, they will be in worlds apart. Yeah. She said, she is, I don't, I don't really care anymore. I, the only thing I care about is that our girls were friendly and now they're not. Right. So I'm upset about that. So she is still very much stuck in the, she never apologized to me. Right. So she is expecting an apology. I have absolutely no idea for what. Mm -hmm. I have absolute, and I really had sort of, when I got told it, I kind of went into the, what does she want me to apologize for? You know, that whole noise. Mm -hmm. And then as my friend was telling me, I said, you know what? I actually can't listen to it. I, don't tell me. I Because I, re I really don't care. Mm -hmm. I really, don't, I've gotten over it. I've gotten over the heartache. I've gotten over not having her in my life. And the fact that she is still so angry is is hers. This is boundary yeah. week coming in as yes, well, right? But also you've got that thing that oh, we also picked up in the research of other people and other relationships are damaged by the arguments. So in this case, it's both of your daughters whose friendship is now damaged because yes. of the argument between the two of you. Yes. And I wonder if, if there was ever an opportunity where you were in a room together and you actually had a civilized discussion about what had happened. I wonder if you heard it, if you would feel there was something you did need to apologize for and maybe something she did need to apologize for and that would happen. But it's impossible because you don't know what it is that she wants an apology for. Well, we would both have to be in a place where we were both willing to hear each other. Yes. Now, I would definitely be, I have always said, I will always always meet her for coffee. But she won't meet you. No, she doesn't want to know. Right. She doesn't want to know. So you can't ask, you can't say we, to someone, I, I want an apology when you won't explain to that person what it is you want an apology for. Right. And also, in my heart of hearts, I am quite good with apologising. Mm. I can see why she's upset and all that mm. business. I'm not sorry for anything. Mm. I, I'm really not. The and only you can't thing, give a heartfelt apology. No. No. And sometimes, you don't bloody have to. And I thought that was a very nice opposite end of my other example of sometimes, you know what? Don't apologize if you don't mean it. I'm really not sorry for any of it. No. I'm, I'm, no, I am. I'm sorry it got so ugly and it got so unnecessary. I truly don't believe that that is my fault because that was never what I wanted. Other than that, I'm not sorry for any of it. I'm sorry my daughter missed out. That's it. 
You're sorry others were affected. I'm really by your sorry argument. others were affected. And yeah. I'm really sorry it got as unnecessary as it did. It was just ridiculous. But I'm not in control of that because there's someone else involved. Yeah. So that was my week at apologising. Hmm. It's been an interesting week. It has been an interesting week. Are you going to keep this up, madam? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I think it's really important. <laughs> it's really, it is really, really, really important. I mean, yeah, it is, yeah. I think it's like a pretty basic but very vital life skill to have. Yeah, it is. That's exactly it. Mm. So what did you learn? I learned that I should understand from my own feelings and experience of not being apologised to when I felt that was deserved, how much it means to another person to be fully apologised to. And how much it means to you. Yeah. And actually how positive that can be. Lovely. And, you know, what do you always say? The, the icky stuff is where the juice is, something <laughs> like that. The uncomfortable <laughs> stuff is where the juice is. It's where we grow. Yeah. It's where we grow. So... Yes, I think possibly it's like an, a muscle, right, that needs exercising. And the more you do it fully, the yeah. more it happens. And I'm now thinking about like another very big situation, a historical argument that was never resolved and I don't think will ever be resolved. And I've been thinking about it this week, thinking, is there something in there that you need to I need to apologize for? I actually don't because I was the wronged party. I've never had a full apology for it, but it has kind of, because it's been so many years, like eight years, it has kind of resolved itself to a very civilised situation. And that's more than I ever could have hoped for at the time. Yeah. But I am, I'm looking at historical stuff and thinking about the apologies in that situation. Mm. So that's, that's what I've learned. Mm. What have you learned? I've learned I'm all right with apologies. <laughs> well, you haven't learned that. You just knew that already. <laughs> I've learned I'm all right with apologies. Yeah. I've learned that um, they are absolute life skill, mm. a vital, vital life skill that we could all adopt much, much more. And I think the world would be a much better place if everyone could just own their ship. Yeah. Is it coming in the club? It's definitely coming in the club. Of course it's coming in the club. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back on Friday with our epilogue show. More on apologies, more hearing from you guys on how you deal with apologies. Uh, you can be in touch with us. Hello at selfcareclub.co.uk. Come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. You can find us on YouTube, Selfcare Club. We are literally taking over the world. All of the interweb. <laughs> we'll be back on Friday. Bye-bye. podcast explores how to feel happier more confident and empowered in your motherhood even in our world of pressure judgment and comparison i'm your host zoe blasky and every week i speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence listen wherever you get your podcasts just search motherkind <laughs>